Hello and welcome to Life Sciences in Queensland. My guest today is Dr. Tanya Russell. Tanya is a medical entomologist and ecologist co-leading the Mosquito-Borne Diseases Group at the Australian Institute of Tropical Health and Medicine at James Cook University. The aim of her research is to stop the transmission of mosquito-borne diseases globally, but with a particular focus on the Asia-Pacific. Dr Russell has pioneered numerous large-scale field experiments across the Pacific, Asia and Africa, demonstrating how the ecology of the mosquito vectors plays a significant role in disease transmission. Dr Tanya Russell, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me in. How did you become interested in entomology? I was always interested in the environment and being outdoors as a child. Initially, I studied ecology at university and then learning that mosquitoes are the deadliest animals on earth, I really saw a need to apply my ecological training to the field of public health. So during my postgraduate years, I focused on um, medical entomology. So that's the study of insects that are involved in the transmission of diseases. I've been able to dedicate my career to studying mosquitoes, which has really been so amazing. I've been able to work with wonderful colleagues, travel to incredible places, and most importantly, contribute to the fight against um, mosquito-borne diseases such as malaria, dengue, Zika, and chikungunya. There are over 700 million human cases of mosquito-borne diseases, including malaria and dengue each year, and we often hear about those stories. Uh, Why are women and children most vulnerable to outbreaks? This is really what makes mosquito-borne diseases quite devastating, is that there are disproportionate impacts on women and girls, and in many of the world's poorest nations. These diseases are transmitted by mosquitoes and gender inequalities between women and men can result in different levels of mosquito bites. And importantly, women, and especially pregnant women, often feel the impacts of becoming infected with the disease more deeply. So if you're pregnant and infected with malaria, you could develop really severe malaria and both the mother and babies could have complications. So for Zika, pregnant women, if they're affected, it can cause a burst defect called microcephaly and other brain problems for the baby. Which mosquito is of most concern to Pacific Island communities? So there are actually a number of mosquitoes of concern. So the malaria is transmitted by mosquitoes that belong to the genus called Anopheles. And these Anopheles mosquitoes are found in Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands and Vanuatu, and that's where malaria is transmitted in the region. But for dengue, Zika and chikungunya, these diseases are transmitted by mosquitoes that belong to the Aedes genus. So there's different mosquitoes that transmit the different diseases. Um, And there, there is a number of different Aedes vectors found throughout the Pacific. And do these mosquitoes evolve constantly and adapt their behaviour to to beat interventions? Mosquitoes, like all organisms, are constantly evolving over time. So when an insect population is placed under pressure, say from insecticide use, over multiple generations, changes may become evident. So my research has been focusing on how mosquitoes could change their behaviour to avoid being exposed to the insecticides. So malaria is primarily controlled using insecticide-treated bed nets. 
which kill mosquitoes when they blood feed during the night when people are sleeping. In Tanzania and the Solomon Islands, my research has documented that the Anopheles mosquitoes, the ones that can transmit malaria, have the ability to change their behaviour to bite people more often outdoors or early in the evening. And this means that they would avoid the insecticides on the bed nets and there is a need for vector control tools that can complement the bed nets. And globally, how extensive is the research into this field? Actually, research efforts focused on improving vector control are relatively limited, which some might find surprising as vector control has one of the highest returns on investment in public health, and it works. The transmission of the malaria parasite has significantly reduced since the turn of the millennium, and in Africa, more than 660 million cases have been averted. And this success has been due to the widespread use of insecticide-treated bed nets. And yet, less than 10% of the global research budget for malaria is dedicated to vector control. Tanya, the aim of your research is to stop the transmission of mosquito-borne diseases globally. How close are we? This is a massive problem and one that needs a concerted global effort. Really substantial gains have been made in the fight against malaria. And in the past year, many countries have reported less than 100 locally acquired cases and are well on the road towards malaria elimination. However, on the other side of the coin, there remains a number of high burden countries. And last year, more than 400,000 malaria deaths were recorded. For dengue, Zika and chikungunya, outbreaks occurring more frequently and they are more severe. And this has been linked with the fact that the mosquitoes, the 80s mosquitoes that transmit these arboviruses, have been increasing in their global distribution. Your research leadership has been recognised with an invitation to become a member of the World Health Organisation Guidelines Development Group for Vector Control for Malaria. So congratulations for that. It's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, great title or great organisation to be with, I would, I would imagine. What does, what does your role entail? The Guidelines Development Group is an advisory board for the WHO Global Malaria Program and it's composed of external experts. So the Global Malaria Program, it makes recommendations that clarify which tools or interventions are supported by evidence and can be used to control malaria mosquitoes. And the task for this group is to assess the evidence, interpret it, and then to vote on how strong the evidence is and what tools should be used and put into place. So there's quite a lot involved in the voting process, including that we consider the effectiveness of the tool, the costs, feasibility and also equity. What challenges do you think most urgently need to be addressed to tackle mosquito-borne diseases? One of the biggest challenges faced is a lack of local capacity. And so I'm really excited to be co-leading the PAC-MOSI project. PAC-MOSI stands for Pacific Mosquito Strengthening for Impact. And this project has been designed to directly address this challenge. And at James Cook University, we've partnered with the World Health Organization, the Pacific Community, and other international institutions to support Pacific Island countries to strengthen vector surveillance and control. So there's 
a number of initiatives in this program and these include um, providing training that's really tailored to the region, improving data management, providing small grants for operational research and also providing technical support to update strategic plans for vector surveillance and control. What impact has the COVID outbreak had on your work? The COVID pandemic has really emphasised how crippling infectious diseases really are. And the pandemic has delayed the rollout of many uh, vector control programs. So from my perspective of providing technical support to the programs, the international border closures have been very frustrating. However, we've actually realised some positive outcomes from this situation. Not being able to travel has focused our efforts on creating a capacity building program that is online, it's interactive and self-paced and really tailored to the region. And we've had great support from our funders, the Australian Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade and also the French Development Agency. And this shift away from a traditional face-to-face training has actually resulted in a more sustainable and cost-effective training program that will be available to a wider community of vector control officers based at both national and regional levels. Well, Dr Tanya Russell, it sounds as though that there's lots more work to do, but looking back, there is a great deal of work that's already been done. And we wish you every success with your ongoing project, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.